Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. Last week, we covered five things that the book of Proverbs tells us that we should teach our children and that we should follow ourselves. What I want you to remember is that you don't have to do all the things at once and you don't have to do them all by yourself. You need, though, to turn to the expert parent of all time, and that's our Father God. Turn to Him for help. And you must cover every detail of your child's life in prayer. Prayer is your way of communicating with God, and it's what your way of protecting your child. This week, we're going to look at five more things that the book of Proverbs tells us to teach our children. The first one is that you need to help your child learn self-control. As you know, self-control is restraint that you exercise over your own impulses, your desires, your emotions. Self-control then is temperance, temperance in all things. Now, the Bible warns us that if we don't have self-control, we'll be slaves to what controls us. It could be something like eating, the foods that we eat, lust. It could be money that controls us. And get this, our words, we can lose self-control over that. And what about shopping? Have you ever felt like you didn't have any control over the things you wanted to buy? And then, of course, a biggie is temper, controlling one's temper. Now, with regard to our words, Proverbs 13.3 tells us that he who guards his lips guards his life, but he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. And with regards to self-control in general, Proverbs 25, 28 says, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. Now think about that. If you think about our border here in the United States and how it's being overran, if you've ever been anywhere close to it, or if you've watched some of the things that's happening, you know that the border is has lost control. Bad things are happening because of the lack of control at the border. Now, I'm just saying that not to get political, but to show you the importance of this Proverbs 25:28. Can you imagine losing control of yourself the way the border has lost control, the way the country has been lost around the borders. 
So once again, Proverbs 25, 28, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. Now, do you know the best way to maintain and have self-control? Well, the power gives you that what's needed. And that power comes when you know God's word. And memorizing and meditating on the verses in the Bible can help you and your children to maintain self-control. And some of those verses I'll share here with you. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide you a way out so that you can endure it. So remember, God is there to help you with your self-control. And then 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And one of my favorites is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And then James 1.19 tells us, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. I can remember my grandmother, my namesake, saying that so many times and saying, you need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And I always think about her when I hear that verse. And I also think about my mom, because my mom was one who would listen And she was always slow to speak and slow to anger. The other thing you want to do is teach your child to always, always tell the truth. Proverbs 28, 13 says, He who conceals his sin does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Now, it's human nature to try to hide our sins, to try to hide our mistakes. But it's hard to learn from a mistake that you don't acknowledge making. To learn from a mistake, you have to admit it. You have to confess that you've made a mistake, analyze that mistake, and then make adjustments. So with your child, If he or she does something that shouldn't have been done, let's say your child walks up to his sibling and snatches the toy and then bops her over the head with it. Well, you need to talk to the child and talk to them about what was just done and have him or her say, and once again, you always have to think in terms of the age of the child. But if he's old enough to bop 
another kid over the head with the toy, he's able to sit down and listen to you. So get him to say what that mistake was. What did he do wrong? And then have him talk about it. If he says, I just wanted that toy, then analyze that with him. Have him understand that there's another way to have a toy. And if the toy isn't his, maybe it's not to be given to him at that point in time. Because a child cannot have everything that he or she wants. You know that, I know that. And the child needs to learn that. And then go through and make adjustments with what should have been done. So have the child admit that he was wrong. Have the child look at why he was wrong, analyze it, and then what should have been done instead of bopping his sibling on the head with something. Now, we can also look at mistakes that a child might make on, let's say, an English paper. What you can do with that is have them come to you and they have all these marks over the paper and they're upset because they don't know why they got so many wrong. Well, the thing to do is have the child sit, look at the paper, and see what the mistakes were, analyze it, and then make adjustments. So the next time they have to write a similar paper, they will bump it up against all the red marks and do what the teacher said to make it right. So there are a number of ways that you can help your child to look at the mistakes that were made, whether it's an academic mistake, whether it's a socializing mistake, whatever it is, have them realize that they did wrong, that they need to correct it. But once again, make sure that unconditional love is there at all times. Which brings me to something else. As far as always telling the truth, let your child know that if he or she always tells you the truth, you will always be able to stand by them and stand up for them if they always tell you the truth. Let me give you an example. At one point in time, I worked as a high school guidance counselor, and I would always tell my students, tell me the truth, and I will always stand by you. But if you lie to me, I can't do that. I can't get caught up in something that's a lie. Tell me the truth. Well, this one particular day, I was sitting in the lunchroom having lunch, And a student came to the door and said, Miss Rowe, can I see you? And I had just taken my lunch out. And I said, yes. So I got up and went over to the door. And she said, Miss Rowe, you told me if I always told you the truth, you would always stand by me. Well, I said, exactly. And she told me what had happened and said, they're sending me to the principal's office. So I said, hold on a minute. I went in and I got my lunch, put it away, and I went down to the principal's office with her. And I told the principal's 
exactly what I had told that student about always telling me the truth. Well, to make a long story short, the principal listened and things worked out. But once again, can you imagine if I had not kept my word to that student, what that would have done to our relationship, what that would have done to her when it came to believing another another adult. But can you imagine how that reinforced her as far as telling the truth and how someone will always be able to stick by you if you tell the truth? So encourage your child to always, always tell the truth and always give them that unconditional love no matter what. Remember, you don't help your children by covering up their mistakes or for making excuses for them. Sometimes you hear parents saying, oh, he's just a boy, or oh, he's just this. No, you need to discipline your children and discipline them according to their age. And above all, teach your child to tell the truth, to be honest. And as I always say, you must model this through words and actions. Now, the third thing you want to do is teach your child how to build strong friendships. Yes, believe it or not, Proverbs talks to us about strong friendships and the importance of them. In fact, Proverbs says a lot about the importance of friendship. Proverbs 27.10 says, Never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance. It's better to go to a neighbor than to a brother who is far away. Now, that's telling us to build a rich community of friends in a place where you live. Now, you need to stress to your child also that it's better to have quality friends and not quantity friends. Just because someone has a lot of friends does not mean that they have a lot of people they can call on. We as adults know that, and it's a matter of teaching your child that telling us to have, that Proverbs tells us to build a rich community of friends in a place where he lives and have a friend that you can fall back on, a friend that can help you when you fall. A brother who's far away can be with you in spirit. But it's the real friend who is there in person that can help you. Again, listen to Proverbs 27.10. Never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. So that's telling you to be a good friend also. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance. You know why? Because you have a good friend living right next to you your neighbors. Quality of friends is important, not necessarily quantity. 
also teach your child to be a quality friend. And more importantly, teach your child how to choose friends wisely. Proverbs 13.20 tells us, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. So you see, birds of a feather all flock together. So you want your child to flock with wise birds, so to speak. The fourth thing I want to tell you that Proverbs wants you to teach your child is to work hard. Teach your child the importance of hard work. Proverbs 10, 4, 5 says, A slack hand causes poverty, but a hand of diligence makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a prudent son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. A slack hand causes poverty. Teach your child to work hard and to make the most of each day. Teach them that work comes before play. Give them chores around the house. Once again, do it age appropriately, whether it's picking up the socks that they are down on the floor and putting it in the hamper or making their bed or taking out trash. Give them things to do. Teach them to work hard. Help them to see the connection between hard work and increase and help them to obtain the various skills that they need in order to provide not only for themselves, but later perhaps for a family. Teach them to be a contributor and not just a taker. Let them know, teach them that there's nothing free in this world, that they become slaves if they are always given things, that they need to earn, they need to work hard. And last but not least, teach your child mercy to those less fortunate. Teach them to help the poor. Teach your child to treat all humans with dignity and let them see you living your faith in deeds of mercy and compassion. Take them to a shelter when people are doing the soup lines and helping to feed the people in the shelter. Help them prepare boxes to give to the poor. And at Christmas time, if there's uh, times when you package up shoe boxes to send to children who won't get anything if they don't have something sent to them by others, help your child to realize how fortunate they are and how important it is to give to others. Parents, it's up to you, as you know, to teach your child the right things. And sometimes it's so easy to sit back and say, what are those right things that I need to teach my child? Well, as I've said more than once, you can find it in the Bible. And the book of Proverbs is loaded with things that will help not only you, but will also 
help you help your child as you were teaching them these things. Now, I covered 10 things, but believe me, there are a lot more than these 10 things in Proverbs that you should teach your child and that you should model for your child. And let me mention this too. You can read a verse a a day in Proverbs and it covers a month. So if you would go and start on the first of the month and read one verse and go until the end, you will have covered Proverbs. And my husband has done that for so many years where he has gone and read Proverbs 1 through 31 over and over and over again. And it makes such a big difference in the way he lives and the way he models for his family. So parents, until the next time, there's a challenge. There are 31 chapters in Proverbs. Commit to reading one chapter a day for 31 days. Commit to using the wisdom in this book to parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then... This is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.